Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Through the Window podcast. You're joined with normal co-host Ben Lawton and my good friends and colleagues, Max Berham and Joss Henderson. Uh, if you're wondering where our lovely Dan is today, he is actually the producer of the podcast today and he's behind the window. Uh, this week, we are doing something a bit different and we're talking tech. Uh, Joss, take it away. Uh, yes, yeah, so we've got three topics. Uh, we've got Tesla, Meta and Facebook News and then Apple and their new chips. Hello everyone, welcome back to Through the Window Podcast. You're joined with normal co-host Ben Lawton, but this week's a bit special because I'm with colleagues Max Berham and Joss Henderson. You may be asking, where is Dan Pettit this week? Well, Dan's actually in control doing Joss's job this week. We thought we'd mix things up a bit and do something a bit more technical. And by technical, what do I mean, Joss? You mean literal tech, Ben. We, uh, we've wanted to dive into some tech things recently, um, and what better way to do that than on a podcast? Amen. Amen. Max, are you looking forward to it today? Are you looking forward to being on a podcast yet again with yours faithfully? I am, to be fair. This is something that we've been talking about for quite a long time. And I feel like we talk about this kind of stuff a lot in the office in general. Mm. Yes. Uh, so it'd be good to uh, deep dive into some of the topics that we loosely touch on among the off- among around the office. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, me too. Me too. I am looking very, very much forward to it. Um, I guess we'll start with mine. Um, I guess it. we've all brought a few subjects today, but we'll start with the magical world that is Tesla. Mm. Now, um, us, Ben. Yes. So as you are probably aware, Tesla hit $1 trillion market cap very recently, which makes it the one of five US companies to now be a trillion dollar company. You know, companies that are over a billion in revenue, they call them unicorns. Really? Mm. They need to have one for like trillion dollar, like dolphin. I feel like yeah, it's not as do. epic as Unicorn. No, nah, it's not, is it? Dragon? Yeah, that's more like but it. What, what's after Dragon, though? Well, what's after what's a trillion? A quadrillion. Quadri- something, it's like quitterbyte or something. That's an insane yeah, amount but, of money, though. Yeah. Is that like a thousand trillion? Yes. That's insane. There's got to reach a cap. Like, It's very unlikely you're going to get past Dragon status, isn't it? Like, <laughs> You're not really going to go further than that. I should hope so. Yeah. In our lifetime, at least. But, you know. <laughs> Final level. Yeah. But yeah, they hit um, $1 trillion market cap. That's literally because Hertz, who are a lease, rental lease company for cars, bought 100,000 cars. Mm. Um, when that happened, Hertz's stock rose 10%. Tesla's stock rose 13%. And f- half of those 100,000 cars that Hertz have bought will be used by Uber drivers. And Uber drivers will then lease them from Hertz for $300 a week. Wow. All in. Wow. So they'll pay, they'll pay what, $1,200 a month to lease a Model 3 from Hertz. And they'll get, I assume, unlimited mileage, maintenance, all included in that cost. That's a lot of money, though, surely. $1,200 a, a month just for a car. $300 a week, yeah. So I guess you need to make, you know, that to break even. But, you, I mean, your electricity is going to be super True. cheap. True. Yeah. And that $300 may sound like a lot, but, like, that's all of your business cost. Yeah. As a yeah. taxi driver. I guess, like, a, a, I guess a... T- typical taxi driver probably uses a tank of petrol nearly every day as well easily and then you've got yeah. to think mileage as well like you, you, yeah, know, you buy a brand a... you buy a brand new mercedes and like over 10 years you're probably going to put like 200 300 thousand miles on that on that mm. car you're going to run it into the ground so yeah. the fact you can lease it you haven't got up front that um what's it mean when the devaluation cost depreciation yeah. thank you max that's God. the one come on <laughs> got in there quick with that um i, I saw a figure for the total cost that it was it was like 2.4 billion that uh, Hertz have spent of the way around 4.2 billion oh my god yeah jesus that is insane. mental insane um that is just to break break down how many cars this is it is 20 percent of hertz's entire fleet worldwide they wow bought, and 10 percent of tesla's entire production output that's ever. mental yeah wow yep and what are they is hertz an american company is it yeah, an American leasing company. They have there in 16 different countries, though, including... We've got them here, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's an astronomical number. Um, and it's going to be pretty... The, the, the thing I thought about it is, because obviously, as you know, I've recently ordered a Tesla. And, um, Hot take. Yeah. Big mic announcement. Drop, mic drop moment right there. <laughs> we'll <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> we'll jump into that. But the, um, the thing that's really interesting about this is 
it's going to get 100,000 bums in seats of electric cars, specifically Teslas. Yeah. And as soon as I drove an electric car, the whole idea of driving a car for me changed instantly because it's just like, it's like driving the future. You don't, you just want to, mm. you don't ever want to go back to driving when it was. And you think about it, it's like 100,000 people now are going to have an extended test drive in a Tesla. Yeah. And that, the value on that alone. Also, all the Model 3s they sold to Hertz, there was zero discount on that. That's a full price on all 100,000 cars. Elon even tweeted about it and said, oh, yeah, um, discount is for losers. <laughs> Fair play. Can you imagine that? <laughs> like, so just to let you know, we're buying 100,000 of them. Yeah. Well, can you give us some sort of bulk discount? Nope. It's probably because I bet that that order just tipped them over the, the trillion dollar yeah. valuation. So they're like, no, no discount. For yeah, you, Elon's just sat there like to, trying to push it through. Just like, no, you yeah. need full price. Exactly. Yeah. Which is really weird as well because Elon said that Tesla don't have a demand problem. They have a delivery problem. So the fact that there's now 100,000 more orders in the queue shouldn't have done anything to the stock price. Because at the, at the moment, they can't produce enough cars anyway. Mm. So it's not like they've turned around and said, oh, we can now make... 500,000 more cars a year. That would have gone insane because it means they could actually fulfill all of the orders indefinitely. All they've done is just make the, 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 the order queue bigger. But their stock still went up 13%. 13%, yeah. I was wow. so very happy. Yeah. As it was ridiculous. I got the notification through on my phone like, oh, Hertz deal with Tesla mm. and literally opened up my trading app and within minutes it had gone up. I was like, oh my God. So did the, did, so the, the stock price change when Hertz did that order rather than when they went over a trillion? I think so the, I trillion, the news would have broke at different that's what, times. That's why it went over a trillion. Yeah, it's right. The yeah. News. I think the trillion thing helped a lot, obviously. Yeah. But the actual, the thing that sort of spiked the stop price was that Hertz. was that uh, that deal that went through. That's and then as insane. soon as it, it came out that they went over a trillion dollars, literally everyone jumped on it, and it was like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. So Benji, keep buying Teslas, please. <laughs> they said it's one of the best thing for EV adoption to have ever happened as it gets people into EVs to test and then, of course, fall in love with over 100,000 electric vehicles. I guess as well for taxi drivers, I'm sure there's a probably a lot of taxi drivers out there who maybe are interested by electric cars, mm-hmm. but they've never had a reason to mm-hmm. or they didn't really know where to start. Mm-hmm. So now having this opportunity open to them is like, this is when we do it. Yeah. And the maintenance on these things is yeah. like ridiculously different and cheaper. And the only things you really have to look at are tires and brakes and mm. then an MOT because the motors yeah. are like, the batteries are like guaranteed for like 500K, 500,000 miles. That's a lot. Which, you know, if, even if you're buying a car first, second or third hand, you're probably not going to get anywhere near that number. That's like 30 years down the line mm, before no. you get anywhere near that number. Mm. So as an Uber driver to get $300 a week, that's just a cost. And there's no, there's no other cost. You don't get to like six months in, you think, oh my god, my head gas is gone. That's six hundred pound. Mm. None of that exists. Yeah, yeah. Once you incorporate, like, as a normal taxi driver, I suppose once you incorporate all the running costs and all the fuel and all that stuff, it's probably not far off that anyway. Mm-hmm. No, it makes a lot of sense. Do you think that's going to affect the adoption of Teslas in general? Yeah, most definitely. To just the normal general public. What do you mean by effect? Do you mean, do you think it will hurt it or like increase, increase it, it massively? Do you think, the, well, obviously it's, mm. it's like, it's unlikely that people haven't heard of Tesla. Yeah. And I think the main thing stopping people from going out and buying a Tesla is A, the weight, the delivery mm. time, mm. and B, well, I'd say this is probably A, the main thing, the price. Yeah. But do you think this will help to help people to adopt Tesla and sort of look more favorably upon them? Definitely. Because I, I think... There's obviously there's quite a lot of Teslas on the road now, but I don't personally know anyone who owns one right now who drives it every day. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't know that. But if you know you order an Uber or you order a taxi and it's going to be a Tesla, it's like oh sick, I'm finally going to Tesla. Mm. Wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I want a Tesla as my next car. It's an experience. Yeah, it's also one of those things you can't easily describe it to someone what it feels like because I can't. No. The, the, be- yeah. the best way I can describe it is it's like a roller coaster. <laughs> Um, it's insane. Like, to give you a, another idea of the market shares, Tesla owns 63% of the electric vehicle market. 63% there. That's insane. What's insane about that and about this whole story is like how quickly it's all happened. Like yeah. Tesla have been around for like, since like 2008 maybe? Yeah, like, 12 like, years. It's like a small development company. Yeah. And then in the last so five, five, to, years. five to eight years, they've really rocketed. And like now they're in the big leagues with like Apple. Apple have been around for over 40 years and they only hit a trillion two years ago. Do you know what the really... Tesla are already there. Yeah. 
the really crazy thing is that if you look back at their stock price, I think but just before lockdown, it was under two hundred pounds. Yeah. Per stock. Yeah. And now it's what, eleven hundred? Yeah. Eleven forty. Five times at least, yeah. It's outrageous. And that's after the split. The split. Mm. That is ridiculous. It's yeah. a really it's a it's it's like investing in a safe in like a company like Microsoft that's big and safe, but the returns are ridiculous. Yeah. And Microsoft would take decades to do that. That's why Tesla yeah. have done it in years. Everyone said after the first Tesla boom that that's it now. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna crash yeah. and they're gonna crash. And I've just been sat there like crossing my fingers, just like please, Mr. Elon Musk, please just sort <laughs> Mr. Out. Elon, please. Mr. Elon, please. <laughs> Mr. Elon, give him my money back, please. <laughs> Uh, just to go along with that, um, it's now made Elon Musk the richest man or richest person in the world at over 300 billion net worth. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do with $300 billion? <laughs> oh, mate, I don't know. <laughs> you completed you life. Start, you don't need to think about anything. It's not something you can spend. It, it goes past the point of spending. You, know, you could buy any, almost like, you could buy like a lot of companies with that. Mm. I think then your whole sort of sole purpose in terms of your funds and what you spend your money on is is sort of, bettering the world quote unquote. philanthropy isn't yeah, it yeah I mean, you, there's nothing else to put your money into because you kind of get whatever you want well stay in that Max that's very that's very easily interjected me into my next point <laughs> is um, Musk has recently vowed to, to give 6 billion dollars to the UN if they can prove mathematically mm. how it will solve world hunger because they're calling on him because he's so rich to you know obviously pass some of this wealth down and fix some of the world's most hardest problems mm. which I am completely for yeah. However, we've all had experience with local government, council, government <laughs> bodies, and we know how fucking useless they can be. So I also completely understand why Musk is saying, all right, prove to me categorically how you're going to spend yeah. that money, and I'll do it. I think it's very sensible. So I'm on both sides with that. Yeah. 100, same, same. Was it, so was it, a, was it a journalist for the UN tweeted at him, like, he now has this worth to do this? I don't know if it was a journalist, but I think it might have even been someone like a director at the UN, someone pretty high up. Wow. I said it, and he just came back and said... If you can prove it, by the way, in a tweet, so like, yeah. so attach like some sort of white paper to a tweet <laughs> about how you're going to break down these numbers on Excel or something, and then it has to be public, publicly mm. owned finances, so everyone can see how it works. Not just don't just email it to me and I'll have a look. Mm. I do like that he said that, yeah, because I feel like often with, well, you know what governments are like; they say big numbers and it sounds great. Yeah, but you never see how that nah. all plays out. So, and also, how the hell are you like when Rishi Sunak says, "Oh, we're giving 25 billion more to schools," I'm like. That is, that is such going? a high number, I can't even comprehend it. Who's keeping track of that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that is, I think that's kind of cool, the fact that we're having, um, it's cool and it's also a bit of a weird place to be in, in society where we have like someone high up in the UN tweeting a billionaire saying, please solve world hunger. And he's saying, prove to me how to do it and I'll donate. Well, <laughs> I think, like, yeah. what, what is going on? <laughs> I think there is a level of like, because as you said, like, with, like councils and stuff like that, asking for money and like asking for funding and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they're going to do with that. You don't no. know what, you know, they, they could skim off the top. I mean, I, I don't know anything about it, but yeah. I think it makes complete sense for them to be like, show me exactly your plan to do it. Yeah. I'll give you the money. That's absolutely fine. Just show me what you're going to do yeah. Yeah. to make sure that I'm not just offloading $6 billion onto yeah. you with yeah. no real you, plan. I mean, just look at how councils are run now, man. The amount of money we pay in council tax. I know it's nothing near billions but like millions and it's like you, I see shit all the time the council do and I think that's such a fucking waste of money UN director mm. buys new Ferrari yeah. with Tesla money yeah. <laughs> it's just like they, you know, they buy some sort of machine for like 100 million and it turns out it doesn't work yeah, like, yeah. stuff like that happens like, look at the pandemic of the masks like, the government wasted like what 10, 15 million on the app that never worked wasn't it that's something ridiculous yeah. like that so much money so, so no who, wonder he's hesitant some yeah. developer has walked away with a f- a yeah. big bag there. Yeah. Yeah. Was it fifteen? Did you say fifteen? Ten. Million? I think it was. It was, it was seven figures. No, eight figures. Yeah. Eight figures. And Jeez. some deve- and the app was not. Well, it didn't work. I mean, to be fair, I'm no developer, but it didn't look particularly extensive. I mean, I mean, come on. Some developer has gone. Yeah, I could probably do it for ten million. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably do it. <laughs> He just opens up words. Ten million plus VAT. There you go. Oh, can you break down the cost for me? Sure. Yeah. Day rate. 400 grand you know there's even better than that it's like a 10 year old in his bedroom and he's, he's gone mum is it is this a good number to yeah. charge the, is this a good number to charge his dad's just gone yeah. zero, zero, zero. <laughs> um next on evs i had um dan if you could um politely pull up something for me um lucid motors and that's the name of the company car and the the model is air so it's, it should be a lucid motors air lucid, L- lucid motor air uh, and go on images for me dan 
Lucid Air, that's what it's called. There we go. So this is a new EV that's come out. I've uh, seen these. It's coming out next year. or it's Actually, it's been delivered this year. Tesla killer. The Lucid Air <laughs> is a car with the longest range in the world now at 520 miles. That's Jeez. on the market. Obviously, the Roadster can do more, but it's not out yet. Mm. It also has the fastest charge rate in the world, but that's yet to be proven. But they're saying it's something ridiculous, like it can do, you know, 200 miles in five minutes or something astronomical like Jesus. that. Jesus. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Do you, do you like the look of it? I do. It looks very Audi, doesn't mm. it? Yeah. The alloys especially. Yeah. Look at that. That's very Audi. Are, they, nice. are they owned by anyone or are they their own independent? I think they're independent, but I'm not sure. Wow. I, I do like the look of it a lot. Yeah. I don't know what the starting price is, but it looks, um, you know, the, the amount of money Tesla are making, stuff like this is going to start happening. That's the cool thing. Like, I think we said a couple of weeks back, it's sick that Tesla are doing so well because it pushes everybody else to do their own EVs. Yeah. And, like, I, I, you know, I don't think any other manufacturers would be going as ham as they are if Tesla weren't around. Totally. I mean, they changed the game. I mean, look at that. Lucid Air, 69, just shy of $70,000, 406 miles, 480 horsepower. I mean, it's it's it's... It's a Model S competitor, isn't it? It's, I'd say, I'd say yeah. it's a Model 3 performance competitor, but it's it's Maybe, 15 yeah. grand it's, more. Yeah. yeah. Look at those seats. That's insane. Yeah. Well, they look like hospital beds a little bit. The, the, white, the white one there, or the grey one we just looked at, it kind of looks like a squashed, um, what is it, Jaguar E-Pace? Yeah. Yeah. At the back end, at Yeah, least. it does. It also looks a bit like that weird Kia saloon thing. I don't know if you've seen that. If you look at, I don't know if this is the right one. Maybe it's not. Do you mean that eye pace? The, the electric eye pace. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, yeah combustion it. engine cars look weird now. Yeah, look, the back end of that. Imagine, <laughs> see, Dan, you know, yeah. just to the left. Up uh, that one. Imagine yeah. you get a mm. hammer and just hit it on the roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Squash Big it hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Big hammer. <laughs> uh, Rivian have also started delivering their vehicles now. They have, They're supposed they? to be insane. But there's only been 42 delivered so far. <laughs> that's a good number, that. And that's not 4,200, it's 42 finish Jesus. and there's also been reports of fires at all the factories that they've been making Ooh. the cars at so it hasn't been going well for them although they obviously did get a 100k van contract with amazon last year or two years ago yeah. wow. so Rivian are making a hundred thousand vans for amazon which is now That's really good that with That's the really hertz cool. order is the biggest ev order ever yeah look at this wow that's kind of cool right that looks does look cool so japanese yeah it's very japanese looking yeah it's cool though. It's very cool. I like. I, I quite like the headlights. It's like a Honda E, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. It's like a Honda E, like windscreen down, but just stretched out <laughs> massively. <laughs> Someone's just got a drag tool, haven't they, <laughs> yeah. and expanded it. That's insane. Uh, but yeah, that's um, that's pretty much what I had on EVs for this week. Um, Quick question on the yeah. Tesla. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk wealth going up. I was just looking at the tweets from Elon. He said he would sell Tesla shares to give that money to the UN yeah. for world hunger. Yeah. Would his wealth all be in Tesla shares? Uh, the vast majority of his wealth is tied up in, in Tesla shares. Oh, right, okay. Um, also because um, SpaceX, for example, isn't public, so you can't invest in it. So yeah. there's not, nowhere near as much money, whereas Tesla's so big. Um, I guess we should also, before we change, just speak about the fact that I have a Tesla coming in December. You do, mate. So for those of you who don't know, I have business leased a Tesla Model 3, um, and I test drove it with Amber about a week and a half ago, and it was like, um, well, as you can probably imagine, batshit crazy, very quick, very fun, amazing, everything you want it to be in a Tesla. It's obviously made me speak about Tesla 900% more, <laughs> to the point now I have to stop talking about it, and my YouTube search history at home on my TV is like Tesla Model 3, everything. I've probably watched about... 19 different guides twice I bet she, Amber's so bored of it she's so bored of it man. She's like, not another one <laughs> not another one just get her a hat or something yeah <laughs> but yeah I'm looking forward to that I'm looking forward to getting that installed and, and for for no one in this office to drive it I guess it's worth saying as well um, you're, I guess your main incentive to do it is because there's a lot of perks mm-hmm. doing it as a business lease yes and the costs are pretty good it works out way cheaper than any combustion engine you could buy because yeah. the benefit in kind. Um, it's a really efficient tax write-off because it's electric. It's really good for the environment. Yeah. Um, all in all, as a cost, it's going to work out at like £340 for the business a month Yeah. for a, a, a brand new Tesla lease. And for me, 
it's going to be so cheap because because I won't own it. There's no depreciation cost. I mean, there's no fuel cost anymore. Yeah. Um, tax and all that kind of stuff. So like, it, it may seem, I guess, flashy to get an electric car, especially a Tesla. But in reality, um, it's way cheaper than anything it's compared to. I think yeah. that's the thing. Like, it started out as a oh yeah I need to flex business owner get a Tesla ha, <laughs> yeah, ha, ha. Yeah. And, then we, and then you actually looked into the numbers it's like oh wait no this is actually pretty viable yeah and yeah. then you said well, was it free charging for a year yeah in 2021 it's free charging for a year and your model free that might be US only but I'm pretty sure it's that's so good either way I mean charging is so much cheaper than filling your car up with fuel mm. yeah that it, may, it does make complete sense if, if, if the actual lease cost mm. works out for the business and for you and everything if it was just charging alone like that, that would make me buy one. Yeah, I mean, I looked. At, I was looking at the Volkswagen ID three first because yeah. I thought that would be a nice, sensible EV nice to get. And then it was like I looked at the Tesla Model three and it was like, oh man, it's like we're talking eighty, seventy five pound more, not including insurance differences, obviously. Um, and it was like, oh fuck it, I'll just go for the the Tesla. That's the one I've always wanted. So yeah, went there and then there we go. Drove the performance. It was fucking diabolical. <laughs> but yeah, it's um gonna have it in the garage and charge it up for free pin 120 miles a night should be pretty should do the job nice i guess yeah we'll do a a full video breakdown especially with the finance side yes. yes when that arrives in december december it should be either the first or the 31st i don't know when it's gonna wow. be yet yeah i can't wait for that collection oh, no, it's right, gonna yeah. be so good I'm just tr- <laughs> i try not to think about it because otherwise yeah. i get too excited hopefully it's it it exciting though yeah i know but i'm losing sleep <laughs> watching too many manuals yeah just like yeah just like work, working out how to change the windscreen wipers in Tesla Model 3 as if like as if that's something I'm ever going to do you're going to be that guy like like that person in America who like fully services their own Tesla who won't let Tesla touch it yeah, yeah. it's yeah. going to be you like sat in your garage like don't touch my Tesla <laughs> just completely blacklisted car can't yeah. even charge it in public <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> taking it apart four times and put it back together <laughs> right Josh do you have uh, something on yes, the, uh, the so... old Facebook for us Onto Facebook. Um, so, as I'm sure most people are aware now, Facebook had a big announcement virtual uh, conference last week, similar to how Apple do theirs now, um, where they announced that they'll be changing their name to Meta. Um, and there's been a lot of, not confusion, but I guess blurred lines as to what that involves. Um, so, all the individual brands and platforms that Facebook have, so Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Oculus, which is the VR um section of the business all those brands are staying the same nothing's getting changed there but it's more of a a parent company similar to alphabet how they work with google that is now meta so they're going to oversee everything because in mark zuckerberg's words facebook now does so much more than just being that social media platform Mm -hmm. um before we go into meta uh i wanted to touch on the whole whistleblower accusations and things that have been in the media recently from Facebook. I don't know if either of you have seen much about those. No. Um, no. Well, <laughs> this is probably why. Um, so essentially, there's a, well, data scientist, Francis, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Haugen, uh, who is a former Facebook employee, basically um, is testifying before Congress, basically accusing Facebook of putting profit before um, doing the right thing, essentially, um, saying that they put, yeah, their profit before putting things in place for hate speech and things like that. And um, the day before she testified before Congress, the whole Facebook platform went down. Do you remember that at the start of October? Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of accusations then at Facebook saying, oh, you've purposely pulled the plug on your company as these allegations are coming out so that they can't get spread, which is very interesting. And then last week... Um, there were some more accusations coming out from, let me just find the name of the person. I don't actually have the, na- the name of the person here, but they're making allegations, essentially uh, echoing the same thing, saying that Facebook puts profit before the good, the mm. greater good of people. Humanity. Yeah. And Facebook's whole thing is that their their mission is to connect people and bring people together. But then as soon as these fun. allegations were coming out, they had the whole meta conference. So mm-hmm. it's like... As soon as something's coming out bad about them, they're making some lo- some new big announcement or something goes wrong with the platform. Did, so did I wanted to put the... that out there because I think that's a bit fishy. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah. Did you watch the meta thing? No, just the memes. You, you watched <laughs> yeah. it. You watched it, didn't you? I've watched the highlights yeah. from it. Yeah. It's, I was watching it earlier, and it is just so waffly. Like 
yeah. so unbelievably waffly how they, like, all he talks <laughs> about is oh yeah we want to connect people we want to bring people together and we want to do all this and we want to do all this and then you look I like for like a split second before we started this podcast no. I just went on the Facebook app I was just scrolling through Facebook I was like this is like not even close to mm. what he's describing and I understand that, that like that's what they want to be at but I want a Ferrari it's unlikely that I'm going to get there mm. I just don't, I don't understand mm. how like the vision for it I completely get it looks insane it's fake I promise think, exactly I think the reality of it is it's either going to take 20 30 40 years to get anywhere near what he's um hoping to get to I can't remember where I was going with it. Basically, it just looks... It, it, but he it looks insane. Yeah. It looks just insane. Batshit, doesn't it? Um, and this also kind of happened at the same time that Facebook released a report saying that they're struggling to keep younger generations on the platform. Um, that was a big report that was published last week, mm. essentially. Yeah, they're struggling to keep younger audiences on there because of new platforms like TikTok. Um, Instagram is still obviously a very big platform obviously that Facebook own and that they have young people on, but Facebook as its own platform seems to be struggling with the younger generation. Mm. Again, just want to add that in there because that came out at the same time as all of these new announcements. Um, so meta and the metaverse. Um, what is it and what does it mean, Joss? So the metaverse, well, meta, like I said, is the kind of parent company for Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, all of, all of the different divisions that Facebook have. Mm -hmm. um, but the metaverse is essentially Facebook's new VR world that you'll use Oculus and Quest, which are their VR headset kind of companies. Mm -hmm. um, and you will essentially be able to rebuild your own home and your own office workplace in the metaverse and communicate in the metaverse with colleagues, with friends, essentially put on your headset and go into this 4D zoomie in, into this completely new world Dan you might be able to pull up a picture actually if you type in metaverse I saw on the memes that came out there was one about them making a VR San Andreas yeah right, that and is I, happening and when I saw that I thought that was actually a meme but they're pretty much making a they're VR doing it yeah, yeah. So, so it makes a, it's a weird announcement to make alongside it mm. so yeah in, in the in the virtual conference that Mr. Zuck presented. Big Zuck. Um, there were all sorts of animations like this where you'll be, you know, playing games with your friends. There's a sequence where there's two old men playing chess, obviously, virtually. Um, it's it's all very interesting, and they've got all these new technologies that they're exploring. Um, Horizon Worlds, like Dan's just put up on the screen, is kind of this new platform where you will be able to build your own worlds. Um, you can recreate your home, your office space... Um, it's Ready Player One. It is. It is. It's Black Mirror. Yeah. Have you seen that meme? Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a Black Mirror episode literally 10 years ago um, of exactly this. I played World of Warcraft for 10 years. I don't need another escape world to go <laughs> I to. Know. Especially if it's exactly the same as this one. Imagine if people, imagine like the, the griefers and the kids <laughs> on this just like trolling <laughs> people's houses. At local Tesco's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said as well, throughout this whole conference and announcement their whole thing still is that facebook or and meta now their mission is to bring people together and you know help people socialize um hasn't facebook done the opposite of that though with the allowance of news spreading so. yeah. yeah if anything it's made a split more right in decisions yeah. and i, just I would say think so that like if if that gets adopted as widely as it's hoping to mm. I understand what they're going for. I just think the reality of humans and the users on Facebook, imagine the Facebook audience has its own world mm. where they can all socialize together and they can all chat about their ridiculous opinions. And like, is, is that a good thing? Is that something that like, would you want to go home from work and then sit on your sofa and in that? In that? On the metaverse. Well, yeah. I think the idea is that that is more, that's more of your life than it isn't. Oh, yeah, because you won't have to go because, to work. Yeah. So, work is on the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you'll come into the office online. I think that's part of it. It's called workspace. Yeah, like we'll be VR, won't we? Yeah. And th it, this was a big section of the conference. It was, okay, over the last 18 months, we've all had to work differently and work from home. And now let's 
bring everyone back together in the metaverse and create like a virtual office so you can still see all your colleagues and everything mm. but still being i think mark zuckerberg even says like in your favorite pair of joggers at home i would argue that defeats the entire purpose of working from home like you work from home to not be with those people most of the time people yeah. that are still wanting to work from home doing it because they prefer to not be around all those people exactly which is weird you don't i don't think it's it's a it's a it's an, it's a disconnect from what we're actually trying to connect into. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's what I'm struggling with the most. It's like, where does this fall? And like, what is the purpose of it? It's like, here's, here's all the problems of social media and the phones and screens that we've ha- realized over the next last 10, 15 years and how they're bad for us. Mm. Let's increase that tenfold, make it a world, 3D, 4D even, with sound and feel. Yeah. Let's just go more into that when it's like, all the data is leading to not have more shit like this. It's to have more in-person conversations, touch, feel actually mm. with people. That's what we should be doing more of. But they're trying to create the opposite. And I, I don't know. I don't know who, like, I know this is from a mid-20s guy who doesn't use Facebook anymore. So my opinion is skewed. But I have no fucking idea who wants to go on that shit. Mm. Mm. No, like, that's not what I mean. The only th- if I was going to go on something, it would be a very high intensity game like Call of Duty or yeah. something like that. Something I'm actually going to jump on and I could get into action within five seconds. Yeah, yeah. Do crazy shit and mm. come off again. Yeah. Not that like stuff like that's already been created tens and twenty years ago. They've obviously done it in new tech and stuff. But fucking hell, like Max, if you work from home and I'm like, oh mate, make sure you come into the office and like you put your VR headset on and it's, it's just a virtual version <laughs> of the office. Yeah. It's like this is fucking pointless. But it's also like. I understand, as I said, I understand what they're going for. I think, you know, fair play, it's something new, it's something different. Um, and I'm not sure if this is because, you know, we're not in this space. Mm. I, I'm, I don't work in Silicon Valley. I don't understand half the stuff they're doing. Um, but when I watch it, the only th- way I interpret that is Ready Player One, mm-hmm. where everyone, like, no yeah. one goes outside. All people want to do is live in the metaverse. Or the Matrix. Or the Matrix. Which ultimately is going to lead to people being very, very, very unhealthy. The only way this works is if they start to implement things that you can't get in the real world, like sex. If you start, if you, if you can buy, and I'm serious though, if you if you in, if you put in virtual NFTs. prostitution or like drugs or like stuff like GTA, for example, that's a fucking good point. Mm. If you can do stuff on the metaverse completely illegal and experience those things, that's what's going to attract people to it. But it's what, so which toxic, is scary. Which that's is, a very very fine line. It's scary, but it's, that's what that's what's going to happen. Why do you play GTA now? You don't play GTA for the fucking storyline. No, you play it because you can go in and you can bash someone's head in and drive a car. 90 miles an hour through a school zone just do crazy stuff speak for yourself but, but I'm just trying to say like on GTA you just break the law constantly that's what the game's about it's just constantly you have stars about how much of a criminal you are and they want to recreate that in a VR world that like this is this is not good but no Ben it's no. alright because you can work there as well <laughs> you can then just stop and yeah, to work relax you just go to work I'm just there's a film with um Bruce Willis, where he like, I think it's called Surrogates, where he, like everyone has their, like, this new body they can like log into and then walk around the world in. Yeah, and their, their actual bodies stay at home, and it's like these bodies can go around the world and just do whatever the, whatever they please because it's just you're just a form of a robot. You can go around killing each other if you want. There's no laws about it. Like, if the metaverse becomes widely adopted, who is then governing the rules of metaverse? Is it Facebook or do each individual countries have governments of it? Maybe that? Facebook. Do, exactly. we, do we want a world where Facebook is ruling right, it? Right. So yeah. it, does Facebook then, if metaverse takes off, then play God? Exactly. Is that what's happening? Have they, if they are making their own universe, they're then going to be playing God. Pe- people already don't trust Facebook. Why are they going to put their like entire world into it? I really, I really don't know where this lands. And I... They're clearly putting a lot of time and energy and resource into it because a lot of Facebook companies have died and fallen flat on their ass in the past. Mm. But this whole rebrand and everything, it seems like they, they're going for it mm-hmm. with this and they're thinking it's going to work. This has been thought through. Like, yeah. like, yeah. like Fortune 500 companies don't just rebrand. No. Like, this, is, this is something that's been in the works for a long time, I think. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of hope they do pull it off because it would be interesting to see. I mean, mm. I hope it doesn't get adopted like Ready Player One did, where like everyone is doing it. But technology-wise, and in like advancements in VR and stuff like that, I think it's it's going to be ridiculous, and it'd be really cool to see. But I think where we're at, at the moment, and with the things coming up about Facebook and people mm. within the company, it's I question how 
ethical it's going to be. Yeah, I, I just I just really don't know who it's targeted at because yeah. maybe it's the older that we get, we kind of distance ourselves from social media and we realise that <laughs> we don't give a shit about it. <laughs> As like, a whole, though, we're still very young. Yeah. As a whole, yeah, we're all still very young, but it's. I think we see the value of social media, but we also see how bad it can be for us. And I, I feel like more and more people are realizing, I don't need this. It's not healthy for me. Mm-hmm. So why the hell am I going to go out and buy a four hundred pound headset to go into this entirely virtual world and work there, party there, you know, ha- play games with my friends there? That's another thing. Like mechanically, how would that work? Because how mm-hmm. like treadmill? As you say, you'd have to wear the oculus kit. everyone has to have one everyone's got to have one and like you know they're showing in the keynote people like walking around a space and like playing stuff like you're gonna have to have rigged cameras up in your room like sensors in your room or yeah i don't like i don't know are they gonna interlink those ray-ban glasses you know the facebook ray-bans i know you you can <laughs> yeah. buy 360 degree treadmills now for vr gaming so you can literally walk in any that, direction yeah. And move in the game. You have but, to, you wear special shoes, don't you? So you can actually like run and yeah. move. But in the actual world, you don't move at all. You're just on this podium. That's quite cool. Yeah. Oh no, I have seen that. Yeah. It's basically like the 2021 version of the Wii Fit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Literally. So it's going to cost you like five grand yeah. to rig your living room up so that you can go, so I can work from home. Yeah. So yeah. that I can sit and edit videos in VR. I think where the metaverse will take off is when you interlink AI into it. And then AI works out exactly what you want to do and see. That's terrifying. Like, what what would entice you into it is the fact you can get home and play like real life God. Would that interest you, Max? You can literally jump in a world and literally run around and shoot people, and not just on the controller in your bedroom anymore. I think I think if it gave you like, you remember like the feeling when you were a kid, like running home from school and playing COD with your mates, like jumping an Xbox party. If there was something that allowed people to go home and and you know as you get older you start working you see less and less of your friends. If there was like an online space where you could jump in and play it for gaming i completely get it 100 mm-hmm. percent. i think it's fair enough it's all the other stuff like oh yeah you can invite your friends around and have a party or you can work yeah. together or you can watch a movie together and everyone can come around you can have your nfts like hung up on the wall and stuff like that it's just like i don't i don't get this yeah because realistically why would i not just invite my mate around mm. like yes I, i'd just be like oh look at look at my cool nft that i just got yeah like no one's gonna sit there and pull your vr or nft off the wall and be like wow look at that it's amazing. yeah and it's gone as soon as i take off my headset yeah exactly <laughs> maybe the data is showing though that the younger generations do want that yeah maybe yeah, maybe they, the thing. they don't want to socialize maybe they don't want to invite their mates around or go for a skate maybe they want to log online and go down a river in a canoe and chat to their mate days, yeah. but maybe that's maybe that's why they've done it i mean the amount of money involved if tesla did something completely irrational We'd probably all be sat here thinking, well, I'm sure they're doing it for the right reason. Yeah. So yeah. just because just we don't like Facebook. Is it we're because it's Facebook? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. You've got to think the people working at this company are high-paid geniuses. And I guess when bef- this is the announcement stage. In five years, where's this technology going to be? Yeah. And the kids and teenagers that might like it, they're probably going to adopt it. We're all <laughs> going to sit here and think... Yeah. Fucking hell, what are they doing? What on earth is that? Yeah. But they're going to be loving it yeah. and making millions from it. Yeah. They're going to have to reduce the cost and the kit needed to to get that up and running, though, like drastically. Yeah. Uh, if Accessibility. They're, if, if they're to get it like widely adopted, it's pretty, I think. It's pretty scary, isn't it? Yeah. There's, I think a lot of tech can be scary. Mm. Depends how you look at it, I suppose. I mean, if you look at EVs and how fast they're going, that's scary. True. Very true. It's almost like, where do we go? We're going horizontal so fast that soon we're just going to be going up, literally. Like, yeah. like anything under two seconds, not to 60, mm. I don't want to travel that fast. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, no, better, better statement, I don't need to travel that fast. Like, no one yeah. needs to I'm get... I'm quite happy with my commute at the moment. I get here in plenty of time. <laughs> in one piece as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't have a tree coming out my screen. Uh, all, right. all right, section three, Max. Hit us up. So... Apple, not quite as uh, controversial or worrying as the previous topic, um, but Apple have released some pretty insane computers this week, this week, this month. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, I want to talk about the iPad Mini because this is something that has been striking my brain a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Is that this device costs four hundred and ninety nine pounds, mm-hmm. 
and is smaller than the iPad Air, smaller than the iPad Pro, smaller than the baseline iPad, but also a lot more expensive. And I just don't really understand who it's for. I don't get it. I see so many people talking about it. I think it's great. I just don't understand where it fits. Mm. So I thought I'd bring it up with you guys and see what you think, considering we've just bought an iPad Air. How big is this mini? Uh, it is 8.3 inches is the screen. God, it's so, like, it's, so it's like an inch bigger than the phone. Yeah, mm. literally. Jesus, what's the point? There we go. It's got a 60 hertz screen, so that's less than the iPad Pro. Um, it does have Apple Pencil support. It doesn't have a smart connector, so you can't use it with the Apple keyboards. Uh, it doesn't have Face ID, and it has the same processor as the iPhone 13 Pro, except it's five. No, sorry, four nine nine. The the pencil is like pretty much the entire length of the iPad as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's why they had to. They shifted the the volume rocker, I believe, to mm. either the top or the. I think it's the top or the other side. Yeah. Because they couldn't fit the pencil on, because they couldn't fit the volume rocker on it because the pencil had to go on the side and it's not big enough. The only use of an iPad is the fact you have use of a giant iPhone screen. That's the main yeah. use, isn't it? And if you're making something that's like only a bit bigger than the phone, it's like, what is the point at this point? I guess it's that is for people who maybe want to use the Apple Pencil, mm. but they also don't want a big iPad. Yeah, is what I would say. But like, that's a very, very small niche mm. of people. There's a lot of people saying, "Oh, yeah, it's for students," but it's like, well, How first of all, it's, it? it's four nine nine, right? Isn't that the Which, price of the iPad Air? Like the iPad, iPad Air, Air is five nine nine. So the argument is, why would you not just buy the five nine nine? The iPad Air, we get a bigger screen, a better screen, and keyboard support. Yeah, there's, no, there's no keyboard support in this. No, <laughs> makes no sense. But yeah, so that that came out uh, in the last month, and then mm-hmm. moving on to the MacBook Pro, and this is where it gets ridiculous. So this is the new mm. MacBook Pro. That's um, so nice. That made the specs on these. It's, I've never ever seen anything like it. These chipsets are ridiculous. Um, so this one is, I believe, this one is the 16-inch one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the new specs are the there's a 14-inch one and there's a 16-inch one, and the 14-inch one is basically in the same chassis as the 13-inch one. So the one you have, Ben, the yep. M1. Yeah. Um, traditional ports are back. Uh, so it comes with the USB-C's uh, as always, Thunderbolt 4, full-size HDMI and SD card is back which for, as a video production company and photography and sort of digital media-based company, I think we are pretty excited nice. about that. It's, it's, it's cool. nice to have an SD card back. Yeah. There's been so many times getting a little dongle out of a bag. It's just yeah. It's my a favorite, bit of a nightmare. My, that was my favorite part of the whole announcement things where they pat themselves on the back for bringing back <laughs> the ports that they got rid Only of. Only Apple could do that. Here's yeah. something we did wrong. Well done, Apple. We know how much it. pros love these ports. <laughs> That's why we're bringing them back. Um, the touch bar is gone. Which I actually didn't mind the touch bar, Ben. What do you think of the touch bar? Just in, uh, it's it's uh, it's a really cool gimmick. Yeah, yeah, I, I but it's completely that. useless. And buttons are equally as fun, if not, in my opinion, the touch the touch bar has rooms for bugginess. Like at the moment, sometimes when I, when I disconnect my keyboard, I get the F one to F twelve keys, and I can't get rid of them. So I can't change brightness or volume on my laptop. And that's just a touch bar button. Yeah, that's with, with buttons, that wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new mini LED display basically means the blacks get really black. Blah, 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 blacks get really black. Uh, Come on, and uh, it has a one million to one contrast ratio, uh, but it has a notch, as you can see in the top bit there. Um, sorry, um, yeah, it has a notch, uh, which people are saying is a bit of an annoyance. But to be honest, I I don't really mind it. I think oh I've the got... black thing in the middle by the webcam yeah but it's just not... just like the iPhone but there's no Face ID <laughs> no there's no Face really? ID really yeah I I assume it's because like the internals are like too thick they yeah I would imagine so the, the screens are so thin but... it's, it's begin that that MacBook looks to me that it looks a bit Windows to me it doesn't look very Apple-y. so it's a bit squared off now it's, it's a bit squared, yeah. yeah it's it doesn't look as app as MacBook to me as it used to. No, I know what you mean. But what isn't Windows is that for creative work, it's pretty much the most powerful laptop you can get. Really? Pretty much. Like, and what's the starting price on the MacBooks? The starting price is eighteen ninety nine, but if you want a full spec uh, MacBook Pro, it'll cost you uh, fifty eight ninety nine, so just under six grand. So base price is nineteen hundred pound. Pretty much, yeah. That's nearly but, double what they currently are. But 
so the verge did some tests and a five minute 4k video exported in one minute and 46 seconds you got the specs there that is insane that's absolutely insane and oh, then premiere pro as well yeah and the intel chip version did it in just under eight minutes jesus oh so this is the base this imac at the bottom is what is what we're currently that's an i9 as well yeah so for context i bought the m1 macbook pro mm. uh so mine's not on there it'd be just below the 16 inch one at the bottom um and when i unboxed that i was absolutely blown away with it and i did exports you know five minute 4k exports in sort of probably around two to three minutes wow. and for me that was ridiculous like that blew my mind this is doing it in one minute and 46 seconds that's tr- that's three times as fast and as, that's as not- an i9 imac that's that- not even final cut as well no i was, gonna, I was literally just about to go on yeah. to that because that is just ridiculous so this here we go premiere pro export 12 minutes the Pro-res. same comp the same in final cut one minute and 25 seconds yeah that's like think how quickly you could like that would cut our production time down so much bcs would be exported so quickly <laughs> <laughs> um so it's 10 percent. it's it's 90 uh, it's <laughs> so much math it's 10 percent of the original time yeah Oh my god! So people are saying, "Oh my god, they're so expensive, like they're so overpriced." But then you look at that time saving. You know, mm. as a work expense, the M1 Pro is that is that the cheaper version of the M1 Pro Max? No. So there's the M1 Max, yeah, and then there's the M1 Pro, which the M1 top? Max is the top one. So that's right. not even the top spec. Is the Pro the one that's like nineteen hundred pound? No, the M1 Max. Uh, no, yeah, sorry, the M1 Pro. For, uh, the 14 inch M1 Pro starts at 1899. Max, do you think the Mac M1 Max is any going to be any good, Max? <laughs> <laughs> I'm <What>? overloading. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I, I I I don't even know what to think. To be honest, I think these are insane, absolutely insane. But yes, they are quite expensive. Mm. The 27 inch iMac still is yet to be announced or leaked or anything they've put an m1 chip in the, in the 23 inch imac they've done the macbook pros they've done the macbook airs i think and they've done the mac mini there's a m1 mac mini yeah so imac's to come then the 27 inch imac inch. first of all got two questions <laughs> would you buy this mm. over an imac good question over the 27 inch imac if they put an m1 chip in it would you buy that over it bearing in mind that that display on that is better than the pro dr the pro the pro xdr display from apple which is five grand see i'm not since getting imax here i really like working on an imac hmm. and i wouldn't want to sacrifice that big screen real estate just to have a powerful machine but then meh displays hmm. because you, you wouldn't want to have to then buy a Pro XDR display, which is five grand, and ex- yeah. an extra grand for the stand, by the way. Yeah, um, true. Which is just insane money. Yeah, I think if they bought our 27-inch iMac with a M1 Max chip, I'd be all over that. But it would probably be like six grand. I can't. We can't really answer the question until we see mm. what iMacs come out and what the power is, and then the price comparison. Because the only way this wins is if you are someone who needs the power on the go. Mm. whereas if the yeah. iMac comes out and it's a fairly similar price for what you get and you're an in-house editor or you work in video just buy the iMac mm. and just have the power at home I mean that's that's insane power but I imagine the iMac would be even more insane yeah if they put specs like that in the new iMac Pro in the new iMac 27 inch sorry with a display that's similar to the Pro XDR mm. They'll, they'll win they, computing. They still haven't done the Mac Pro either. The cheese grater. Um. That hasn't got M1 <laughs> chips yet either. So are, are they going to put a Max chip in that or are they, is there going to be an even better chip? I, I don't know if they're... Well, I just know, feel like they're when they update that. They're so far ahead yeah. now. Yeah. Like they, I, I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't understand who's buying an M, uh, uh, the iMac Pro. Or not the iMac Pro, the Mac Pro. Because like, that's verging on like 
big big work kind of stuff yeah what's cool what's cool is that you can get any of the chips in any size so you could get like a the small 14 inch with the top chip as well which is really cool so you could get the same power in a 14 inch like like little notebook size as you could in the 16 inch top dog one i just remember exporting my m1 and how ridiculous that speed was and this is over twice as quick Mm. it's a bit of a joke really isn't it it is it is I'd be curious to see how this is going to affect affect the industry. Like workflows for production companies are going to have to completely change. Like for example, the retainer you do on Monday mornings, Joss, mm. you you could literally export all of those videos in under five minutes. Yeah, like that export is still running now, and I finished that at midday, and yeah. it's now three o'clock. Is that a media encoder? Yeah, yeah, it's like, all still running. That would just be you. You could literally just export them all and go to the toilet and come back and it'd be done. Mm. And yeah. it's like you'd have so much more available power at your disposal. I wonder if this is going to get to the point though, where because of how powerful machines have become, that they are now going to become way more powerful than what we're actually shooting on, or because of the speed they're at, eight K will become the new norm in cameras because. There is no there is no problem power problem anymore with machines. So you don't have to worry yeah. like, oh, I do an 8K export, it's going to blow my my MacBook up. Or we'll finally be able to shoot 4K on the R5. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you Canon. Um, in the I remember in the Apple event, they one of their like benchmark tests was that with the M1 Max chip, you can run eight streams of 8K footage, like at full resolution. Who is doing that? Who, who's got eight streams of eight people? <laughs> Where are you? To run at the <laughs> Show same yourself. Time. That's insane. Yeah. We need to get an insane counter for this podcast episode. Yeah. We need a insane. soundboard. Dan, can you hit us with some insane sound effects, please? <laughs> cool. Uh, I think that's a good time to wrap up this Tech Week podcast. Tech Week in through the window. Through the window. I think, well, we'll see how you guys enjoy this, but I've enjoyed this episode. And hopefully we can dive more into tech when new things get announced because I think tech's at a point now where there's new stuff, new really exciting stuff every other month or so. (laughs) This is the busiest time of month, isn't it? Time of the year now. Tech's coming out all the time. Techtober. Techtober, come on. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.